That's cool. That's not a normal function people just use, so I get it. Right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Um, Sakpasa, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Um, I have a guest here with me today that I've always had wanted to have somebody like this on. But first, I'm going to let her introduce herself. All right. So I am Carmen Kay. Um, this is uh, really interesting because I don't feel like I, I fit the normal description of somebody you would think about this for this topic um but i am in tech i'm actually a wordpress developer so i design and develop websites for online communities and i live in atlanta georgia so that's just a, a little bit of brief snippet about myself you in tech so you 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 big money tech people been rolling <laughs> in dough especially during this pandemic yeah i mean it's been good to me but i'm like i look at other people and i'm just like I'm, I'm not doing enough right now <laughs> yeah that's how it be though Success is a dr- is one hell of a drug. It is. Wow. Okay. So I'm a, we're gonna just start it off that you had a BBL done. Yes, I did. <laughs> you right when you said someone like you getting something like this done because I'm not thinking somebody in tech. Normally, you know, we all have that image of what people in tech are or what they look like per se. Right. Yeah, it's always somebody in the dark just typing away or developing away and they don't even care about their appearance right yeah it's definitely a different i'll just say like i guess in this time it's just like different ways now that's what i love about black tech twitter i I guess i would call it that or that's what they call themselves Mm -hmm. is that you really get to see not just the white guy in glasses um in tech but you get to see people from all walks of life you know in tech so it's just not like you know that that first idea you have that comes to your mind when you think about somebody in tech Wow. So wait, so there's a black tech Twitter? Yes. No, there's a black... Okay. I'm going to put it out there just because some of my listeners are... Because I'm Haitian. So some of my listeners is from air quote Haitian Twitter. Okay. I always like to say I'm not part of Haitian Twitter. I just so happen to be a Haitian that's on Twitter because the Haitian Twitter should be different. I did not okay. know there was a black tech Twitter. Yes, we have our own little pocket. Um, all right, have you heard of LLC Twitter? Oh, of course. These niggas are <laughs> nice. of course. Um, so we kind of intersect. Black Tech Twitter and LLC Twitter, a lot of us intersect. Really? Um, I don't like to claim LLC Twitter, but I can, I guess, kind of fall in there as well. But I'm not, like, facetious. Like, a lot of those people are, like, they just be yeah, going yeah, crazy yeah. saying anything. Those are, <laughs> those are niggas when we was getting stimulus checks that was like, oh, you supposed to buy a house with that $1,000. <laughs> Exactly. You're supposed to be buying some land. Like, with what? With a thousand dollars. I'm like, nigga, where are you living at where you can buy land for a thousand? Monopoly. That's what it is. <laughs> Wait, so black tech Twitter and LLC Twitter intertwine. You know what Twitter I, I would have thought black tech Twitter would have intertwined with? What's that? Anime. Uh, I see some anime stuff on my timeline, but I don't really see a lot of it, but I see it every now and then. But yeah, I guess, I mean, I definitely see like there's a, I guess some similarities there, but I guess I don't see it as much. Hmm. Okay, cool. All right. So what made you want to get one? How old are you for the listeners listening? If you don't mind. So I am 29 years old, soon to be 30 in December. Oh, cool. I'll turn 30 next month. 
awesome happy early birthday to you thank you same to you <laughs> so what made you want to get a bbl at 29 and keep in um, mind i'm sorry before you before you before you start I'm, okay i'm this topic came up because i posted something on twitter and then everybody and their mama had something to say about it and the only part i didn't like about it is the fact that i had my family in haiti and in france screenshot it and send it to me like what the <laughs> hell is going on? what is it and the funny thing is what they sent me is like yo they screenshot it was like hey is this you and i was like yeah and it was like what the hell is going on in america right now and i thought that was the funniest thing he was like i remember especially my people just like in europe they were like yo Every day, I just don't know what America is. Such a strange place. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? You're fucking right. It is. But it is a strange place. It's a strange place. It's like every day, it's something totally different from the day before. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You are so right. But anyways, yeah. Like I tell, before, like I was telling you offline. I tell people all the time, like I'm not the type of guy that loves going viral online because of the annoyance. What comes after it? The DMs, the random family member that you ain't talked to in years be like, yo, is this really you? <laughs> and the, the, It the, can happen. It happens. And then the, as long as my grandma don't see it, I hope my cousin don't send it to my grandma because, um, you know, grandmas are different. You got to like. <sighs> so anyways, I'm not going to get into that. But um, <laughs> so it's just like I, I it's annoying. But anyways, so what made you decide to get it at? 29 or period um yeah so i guess it's kind of like a long-winded answer um so i guess in my early 20s i gained a bunch of weight this is probably around like 21 22 years old mm -hmm. and then i was like okay i'm gonna get in the gym i'm gonna lose all this weight and i did mm -hmm. and then i got like way too skinny for my like because you know in the in the black community we like you know like have some meat on your bones as they say mm -hmm. you want to be thick and so I felt like I got too skinny. So I just kind of like started eating and eating and eating. So I wasn't really working out because I like I knew I wanted to gain weight. And then all the time goes by. And so in 2018, both of my grandmothers passed away, my, you know, maternal and, and paternal um, grandmothers passed away. And I didn't even know I was depressed and I was just eating. I wasn't working out and I gained all this weight all over again. And so um, fast forward to 2020, I finally realized, okay, I'm depressed. I get on medication, help me with the depression. I started getting back in the gym. Um, and then I'm just like, like, okay, I'm really not getting the results that I want. Um, and I'm in the gym already. So, you know, I was like, you know what? Um, you know, and it, it's not a new thing. I, I guess like BBLs and stuff, it's been out for a minute. I always kind of thought about it, but, you know, I was younger. I was like, I'll just lose the weight. But I was like, you know what? This time <laughs> I'm just going to, you know, just see what it's about. I did my research and I was like, okay, I'm here. Um, so I, it's just like so many different reasons or I guess so much of my thinking that went into it. I'm not going to say it's 100% logical. Um, the reason why I got one. Um, but just to be honest, I just wanted to feel, you know, more confident and more, com you know, and comfortable in my clothing, I should say. Mm. Okay. More comfortable with your clothing. Well, that is a, I, I, I guess I kind of understand because it's like if you lose weight, you gain weight again. Like your body feels different over the years and you're still in your 20s. Yeah, and it's a lot different weight gain in your early 20s. Like, you can get that stuff up off you. It's like no problem. But as you get older, it's harder to lose weight. 
I do, I do, I do. I've been in this. Uh, luckily for me, pandemic been good to me. Like I've lost some weight since the pandemic started, and uh, I'm one of those people that could say like, pandemic has really been good to me personally, my personal life. Like I've oh, yeah. picked up on regiments. Like there's certain routines that I, I thought I couldn't do, that I'm doing, and I'm keeping up with them and things like that. Well, that's a plus. So when when you, how can I word this? So you've 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 always thought about having a BBL or like early on I remember you saying how like you just kind of thought of it but you just like you could just lose the weight. Yeah, so I thought of it and um and that's another point I wanted to bring up about BBL. So it's actually not a weight loss surgery. Mm-hmm. Um like the like you have to be at a certain BMI to get it. Now there are doctors depending on where you go that will do it um, with your BMI being like over thirty. I think thirty is kind of like borderline. For, for people that, oh, sorry. That's ignorant like me, what's that? Yeah, so your BMI is called like, I think it's called the body mass index, and it's like ancient. Like it's always been around. Oh, is that um, a, is that that shit where if you're a certain height, you got to be a certain weight type of thing? Exactly. Yeah. And it puts you in like a, you're okay, you're overweight, and then you're obese. And so a lot of people complain about it nowadays because they was like, you know, it doesn't account for black bodies. But it actually does because if you look at, you know, like your grandmother, most most of our grandmothers, they were like never big women. You know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, um, or even the men, they weren't huge. And so people try to say like now the BMI is not correct. But actually it is because we are some of like, you know, the biggest people because we all look at our dieting. We all look at the food that we eat, everything that, you know, kind of goes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's pretty much what BMI is. So the doctors, they look at that before they even say, hey, you are a candidate for the surgery but like i was saying it's not a weight loss surgery like if you want weight loss surgery that's um i think they call it like the gastric bypass or like the lap band like that's actually a weight loss surgery all a bbl is doing is just taking the fat from unwanted places um and it can't be like too much you know too much fat it's just putting it you know contouring your body and putting the fat instead of it like where it's in your stomach and it's hanging over Maybe you want to add some to your hips. Maybe you want to add some to your butt, or you can even add it to your breast. Um, so, Wait, yeah, <laughs> you, could add, you could add the fat in your stomach to your breast. Mm-hmm. Would yeah. that affect a woman when it comes to like breastfeeding? Just curious. Um, they say that it doesn't, um, but it can be some complications to it. The only one I know for sure where you have complications is like if you get implants, and I think that kind of. Um, is a way to get around that. So if you do have smaller breasts and you want bigger breasts, you can put the fat versus getting an implant. And then, you know, if you want to breastfeed, there's still a chance you can with the fat versus the actual implant. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of information. <laughs> I'm learning a lot. So you, what did you do? Did you got the fat from your stomach onto like your, your lower body? Yeah, so um, when I had my consultation, so I thought it was just straight BBL. And so what they actually recommended for me is called Lipo 360 and a BBL. So Lipo 360 just means pretty much they're going all around your upper body. And so a lot of women, they have problems with like under your bra straps, you got fat there um, on your flanks on the sides, you got fat there. So Lipo 360, it just sucks all of that fat out to give you that contour look up top. And then they clean the fat or whatever, and then they put that fat back into your body, whether it be like your hips and your butt or both. Wow. And what did you get it done? 
Yeah, so I got the Lipo 360 and I got the BBL part of it. So Lipo 360 sucked the fat out of like all the places up top. And then the BBL part is going to actually put that, that same fat back into my butt and my hips. So you you being fresh out of surgery, how does it feel like? Does your I guess my question my question has <laughs> oh, one of my questions I've had through all that is like your body's going through so much change. I noticed that some women they get BBLs that show it off so much, they don't even mm-hmm. realize what they have because of the fact that it's like even your body's trying to adjust to this new body, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But also mentally, a lot of them they're not adjusting to it as well so how are you adjusting well it's still kind of fresh say you like a couple yeah. weeks out yeah so tomorrow will actually make i'm um, seven weeks post-op and mm-hmm. like um i think the bbls that people see on instagram are like the girls that get like two rounds of the bbl and so they have like what people call that wisdom tooth look um <laughs> and so that one is a little bit different um than when somebody like me is like a first time bbl and like you go through a lot of changes emotionally because when you first get it like your body is like really swollen so sometimes you don't really see the results and like your like in your stomach because you know you're gonna have that flat stomach after the fact mm-hmm. but then like your butt is like really swollen swole but it's not gonna be the butt that's like the actual final result because it's super swollen because you know they're doing all these different things to your butt in surgery and so you really go through like an emotional roller coaster like i'm in a few different facebook groups about it and i see girls like two three weeks out they're like oh my god i'm looking at the round two already because my my butt is not as big as it was you know right after surgery um so it's like an emotional roller coaster and then um there's all these different things um they call it the fluff fairy where like where your butt it does go down after the initial surgery, but um, a few weeks or a few months later, your butt actually fluffs back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everybody's always talking about the fluff fairy. So I, I'll say like um, for like a first time person that's going to be BBL is definitely uh, an emotional process because you spend a lot of money on it. And then sometimes, you know, right out of surgery, you don't look exactly how you think you're going to look. Or I've just seen some girls who are just disappointed, like their doctor didn't really do anything for them, seems like. And they spent all these thousands of dollars getting this stuff done. So um, just emotional process, man. <laughs> so wait, are you like in one of those, um, what do they call those houses? Those nursing, not nursing home, but <laughs> I forgot the recovery name homes. Recovery homes. Are you in a recovery home? No, no. So I chose, I live in Atlanta and I chose to do my surgery in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of girls, um, Miami, what I found out through my research is kind of like one of the cheaper places to go. And not saying that Miami doesn't have good doctors, but it is one of the cheaper places to go for BBLs or whatever. So they have like a lot of recovery homes out there. And so I people know. that's, you know, coming from out of state, mm-hmm. they're coming there and they're going to a recovery home. So I was, I want to be in Atlanta. So my mom, my aunt, they actually came. Um, I live in Georgia, of course. And so my mom and aunt, they live in Georgia as well. And they were able to just drive up and help me. And I was able to be at home throughout my whole process. But people that don't have family, um, or don't have anybody really care for them, they probably go to a recovery home. Okay. Okay, that's good. Okay. Questions. How hard is it, or is it to take a shit after that shit? After that surgery? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we get into it now. Yeah, like, if your ass is swollen and shit, like, I know you're probably sitting on fucking them donuts, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So um, the doctor, most doctors, they'll give you what they call a BBL pillow. Mm -hmm. um, it goes underneath your thigh, and it's meant to take the pressure off of your butt and put the pressure underneath your thigh. So you have that. And then some girls, they go and get the boppy pillow, which is really just the baby, like the baby donut. Mm -hmm. And we'll just sit on that because that makes it comfortable. Um, but honestly, for me, after the surgery, I was constipated for about like maybe three or four days. Um, and I actually took laxatives to like go to the bathroom after wow so like the bbl then like it didn't feel differently i know this is tmi but did it feel any differently i'm just thinking of like yo you're fucking because there's some women they ask me so big online and i'm like yo i know it's difficult for you to take a shit right now <laughs> ain't no way in hell. <laughs> yeah initially it's hard because like your butt is like two bricks you know what i'm saying <laughs> like <laughs> It is like two bricks, so it's like it's really, you know, um, like where the cheeks like split or whatever. So uh -huh. it's it's kind of hard to get up in there or whatever. Um, and so I went on, like I did like a lot of research beforehand. So I went on Amazon and I bought this toilet seat lifter. So that way my, like my, the back of my thighs could rest on like that lifter part. And like my butt was kind of hanging off so I could go to the bathroom. So that made it a little bit better. But of course, like my toes and my feet would go numb if you sit on it for so long. Um, but it definitely helps in having, you know, like your wipes um, and your toilet paper. I know I hear some women saying like, you know, they had to get somebody to wipe them or significant other. And I'm just like, uh, I mean, I was in pain a little bit, but it wasn't that bad where I couldn't wipe myself or go to the bathroom. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's cool. That's good. So how long after that surgery can I, obviously you can't have sex during that surgery but how long after that surgery can you even have sex or just depends um, on how you recover yeah i've seen it's so funny this question comes up all the time in the facebook groups um so it depends on your doctor a lot of doctors say like two to four weeks um but a lot of women they're just like you know um it'll be like seven days post time they be like when can i have sex and i've heard because you have to wear this compression garment after the surgery um, or whatever so it's like a little zipper down to the bottom and then uh, i'll hear women say oh i just you know undid the zipper and we had sex and i hear like some women just like you know oh i'm not I'm, it's not even on my mind so um i'm one of those people i have not had sex um since the surgery mm -hmm. but um it just depends but i it just depends on the person but the doctors they do recommend i think two to four weeks before you try to engage in any physical activity wow okay that's cool that's good to know. <laughs> this is just random questions that I would normally ask. So, did you um? Does social media play any role on you getting this uh, BBL? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm not gonna sit here and lie and be like not seeing a girl's bodies online. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't like go into it because the thing is, like, I was never like an overweight person like growing up. And then, like, me getting in my late 20s and, like, my stomach is bulging a little bit. And then you go online and you see all these girls, super flat stomach. And then, like, you in the gym. But it's, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it is about that stomach fat area, but it does not want to go away. Like, it's really hard. Um, I mean, I think you can hire a personal trainer and that probably helps, too. But I will definitely say, like, just being online and just seeing everything else and then and i only want to want to say like it's just the male attention that goes into it as well like you'll see the girls with the nice bodies and it seems like they're getting all the male attention as well That's um but that crazy. does go into it um but i do feel like uh, most men they 
like they will like men will have sex with i feel like anything to be honest um but i feel like if you are wanting somebody serious in a relationship i feel like you do have to be in shape you have to be fit i don't think that men like you know most women like i don't want my woman to like be getting surgery and i just get in the gym or whatever but um if it's after the fact they don't have no problems with it either so i mean me as a male like of course i would want not just my significant other to be fit or you know somewhat fit but i also try to hold up to that standard too because right. one thing uh, niggas be re- fail to realize is that yeah you want your girl to be right but does your girl doesn't your girl want you to be right but some women don't also so that's the, that's another story yeah i think it's different with men and women see men it's like the money part of it and then like uh, women it's like your beauty and your fitness your exactly okay yeah i mean as long as you're honest man some people try to act like yo but i would some people try to act like social media doesn't oh it's not social media i'm like yo especially in today's time we're living in i wish i hope they put some type of restriction on so even though it's gonna be difficult to do anyway like i feel like yeah. there should be an age limit on on getting on twitter and, and instagram personally yeah i mean it's I, it's really no different than you know your next door neighbor they get like a Benz or something and then you're thinking like we live in the same neighborhood yeah, like you know we work similar jobs why don't I have a Benz and you want to go get a Benz because you've seen their Benz yeah but I would say one thing though my homegirl put me on this is she was telling me like I didn't notice because I don't really follow people that there's so how can I word this I love Twitter more than I love Instagram for two for, for one reason one main reason because on Twitter, Twitter will tell you a lot of who can have conversations. That's why there's right. an Instagram we call Instagram models, Instagram models. I've noticed like when you see Insta- people on Instagram, they, sh- they be trying to transfer over to Twitter. That shit don't hit the same. <laughs> it does not work. They don't know how to talk. <laughs> they don't know right. how to write. They don't know how to have conversations. And that's why I love Twitter more because of that. But the, Me too. But some people like... She was telling me how some women they'll have the surgeries and then be at the gym, and I'm like, yo, that's that's not fair. Cause some women they they start following you after you got the surgery. They didn't know, oh, you got the surgery, and then you look like this, and then you trying to go to the gym. Mm, well, is this that, is a thing. Is, <laughs> she made me notice that if, with a few people. You tell me, am I wrong, or is it just I a think, few people that does that? Well, I will say this. I think the people that um have a surgery get in the gym and then sell it to people as if they never had the surgery which they don't have to do either i think i don't pretty much agree with that um just morally and from an ethics standpoint i don't but it's just like the surgery has to be maintained so like you have to get in the gym and so the other day i posted but i've been very transparent about my about my journey so the other day i was in a gym and i posted a video and i like my caption on twitter was like um this is the post bbl workout plan because i don't want anybody out there being like oh man like you know she had a bbl and she's not telling nobody that this how she got her body like yeah this is a the maintenance plan after the bbl <laughs> um so the thing is like you can't say like oh people shouldn't be in a gym after the bbl or people are looking at you after you um get people and you're in the gym because like it has to be maintain you don't want to be you know trying to go back and get surgery every couple of years um to fix that you know because you're not you know doing the right things and i hear people saying like you know if that's the case you know you just gotta 
you know, get in the gym regardless. You know, you shouldn't even get surgery in the first place. But, I mean, like, it's a personal preference to get surgery. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people try to make it seem like it's such an easy decision to get it. And it's not like you can easily lose your life on that table. You know what I'm saying? Having surgery or whatever. So it's just like I put all this thought, this effort, this money into it. I'm definitely going to get in the gym afterwards and maintain my results. So I, I feel like you can't come come to it like that. But I do understand the people that get out here, they try to sell you a workout plan after they know they had the surgery, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to get to, too, after. Yeah, that should people like that, they're horrible people to me because I'm like, yo, <laughs> You can't be trying to say, hey, you could look like this if you're in the gym. But, motherfucker, you you wasn't, you wasn't just started going to the gym. And for all we know, that video you posted, that could have been your only workout in there. That's true. And I, but at the same time, surgery, it really isn't a, a fix on it. I'm learning that myself um, because, you know, I, of course, I knew my measurements before I went in. But, like, right now, my waist is, like, at a 30, 30 and a half. I want my waist to be at, like, 28 inches or whatever. So I got to go in the gym and I got to go work for that mm-hmm. for those two inches to come off. Um, so like, yeah, but I feel like if you, if you are putting the effort, you just have like a better foundation to start off at. Like if you get the surgery, you just got like a foundation to get to where you want to go quicker. If you don't, you got to work a little bit harder, but I'm not going to say the person that is in the gym after surgery can't tell somebody, you know, what else to do, because I know like, I still I still have work that I want to do on my body that's not going to be another surgery. It has to be definitely back in the gym, like your arms and stuff. Um, that's another thing I see girls do. They get their bodies done or they get like the, the BBL, but like their arms are like big as hell. <laughs> like, yeah, they, be they don't even like, match they be their body. Like they be looking like that Donkey Kong um, character. I think I've right. seen that picture before. <laughs> And so before my surgery, like I was in the gym, like pretty much like like four days a week working on my arms because I didn't want to like have to pay for like the extra lipo Mm -hmm. suction on the arms. And I heard the arm lipo actually sucks. And so I'm like, let me like make sure I'm working on my arms and stuff before I get in there. So like the work's not done after you get the BBL or any type of cosmetic surgery. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that's true. And I yeah, I had a homegirl tell me she told me the same thing. She was like, yo. Her auntie, she got a BBL or some shit done like, like five ten years ago, and she going mm-hmm. back again because she didn't maintain it. Right. I'm like, damn. So y'all niggas do this shit like like a car? Like you go in there and get that shit serviced? Get a tune up. <laughs> yeah. So I got like in the Facebook groups, the same thing happens. Where like the girls, they don't like. Well, they feel good with their their results after the first one, mm-hmm. but then they want to go in. And get just a little bit more, like, they want their stomach to be, like, really flat or, like, really small, like a 24-inch waist um, or whatever. And the thing is, the smaller your your waist looks, the bigger your ass looks. Mm. And so that's what we're seeing a lot of times on Instagram. Like, we're not seeing the girls just had one BL and they were done. Like, these girls, um, they're getting, like, two and three. And I'm not going to say, like, the what's the girl name? Ari um, Moneybag, Yo Baby Mama, whatever. Like, oh, I think she tries to say, yeah, she tries to say that she never had surgery, but... Like, that girl, at least, just looking at it. And it's funny, because once you have it, like, you can eyeball a woman's body and be like, yeah, <laughs> she definitely had the surgery. So it's like, you know, girls will come in a Facebook group, and they'll be like, oh, I want to look like this, you know, on first round. And people are like, no, like, you're going to at least need two rounds, depending on what your, um, you know, your BMI is at to even get a look like that. Wow. You know, it's funny that you brought her name up. Like, but then again, I'm not one of those guys. It's only, like, a handful of, like, I don't even consider her a celebrity. I don't know. 
nowadays the word celebrities just it's being intertwined. Like I don't True. find much celebrities attractive. When I say celebrities, I mean like like I find Ashanti attractive. Mm. Ashanti. Okay. I have like a weird mix of who I find attractive. But anyways. But I don't find her attractive at all. I don't know what it is. Like, you know, I just because she got a big ass, big titty, like I really don't. And I've seen her in person one time when she was in Miami. I think like in passing at the mall, but like I don't find her attractive. It's the weirdest thing. And every time I, I don't them, think so. Um, I, I think what's going on, I've, and people may disagree with when I say this, but um, I'm like one of those women that if men say something, I actually listen to what they say. And mm. that's what I'm going to do because that's what I'm trying to attract eventually. So a lot of girls like her, they're going for like this super overdone look that comes from, just to be honest, the trans community. Like the makeup styles, the, the lace front wigs and stuff, uh. all that stuff, it comes from a trans community and like you know nothing's wrong with that at all but it's just like you know the men they're looking like um are you even a woman at this point that you know so too, i think that's what it is it's too plastic when i see her in person i'm like yo this shit is too not natural for me exactly it's not, and, it's uh, not just her body it was just like the overly makeup and i'm saying this not because i somebody i've seen online this is somebody when i've seen encountered them in person i'm like oh this is just a lot yeah, and a lot of men are saying that like they don't want the overly done, um, made up looks, and it's just like the what we're doing as women is not really for men. It's it's for other women at this point. Like you know, our the lace front wigs and stuff, and it's crazy. Like I I got the BBL, and I'm like in a really weird place because I took a step back from a lot of that stuff. Like I was wearing a lot of weaves and wigs. And I stopped. I'm like, you know, I'm done. Um, even with my nails, I was wearing super long nails and I came back. I did shorter nails or whatever because I'm like, you know what? I'm trying to attract <laughs> my man, my husband at this point. So, you know, I don't want anything to be a distraction um, to, you know, for me finding a person I want to be with now. Okay. Everybody may not agree with that. I know a lot of women online, especially Twitter, they'd be like, oh, I'm not changing myself for no man. Dude, and I'm just like... <laughs> Right. Like, like, I'm so sick of niggas online, man. I'm not saying all of them aren't like that, but what I am saying is that half of that should be bullshit. I was talking to my homegirl yesterday. She was like, "Yeah, but you know, a lot of men, a lot of women nowadays, they don't settle. You know, they don't settle for what is it? What she said? They don't settle." And I'm like, "I promise you, 95 percent of these women, they're settling." Oh my god! Don't even get me started on the word settle. I'm not. Don't <laughs> do not get me started. And the ones that aren't settling, they're settling on being alone for the rest of their lives, and they try to make they it be, seem and like it's the ones, okay. And they're be, they're the ones online trying to make it seem like it's okay. That's what that's exactly yeah. what I was gonna get at. And Man, they're, they're I really just, setting other people up for failure. But that's another story. And they for another are. Day. That is another story. But I do want to make this one quick comment about that. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like we have a, as a society we haven't seen just a group of a large group of like men or women just being alone and so like i'm really curious like when our generation gets close to like the 60 and 70 year old mark like what is it going to look like because you got so many women that are like you know if you're not matching me if you're not making more than me then i don't need you but what is that going to look like when you're 60 and 70 years old mm-hmm. you know so with that too i don't like i love it i'm not saying Women shouldn't, like, if the man is not matching, you shouldn't. But I personally, I don't agree in, like, like whoever I'm going to end up with in life, 
we're not going to match each other financially. Or better yet, let me say that much. I wouldn't want us to match each other financially because I feel like if both of us, the probability of, let's say, for example, both of us making 100000 a year, the probability of both of us having time for us is less because we right. both make that type of money. I don't care if it's me. I don't care if it's her that makes less. I'm one of them niggas. Believe me, I, I'm I'm praying to God who I whoever I land with make more money than me. That way I can work. Less. <laughs> I'm not one of them. I am not one of them niggas. I have no problem being a house husband. I already know how to cook, clean, fix shit around the house. I could do all that shit. Believe me, I'm not right. that guy. I tell I tell women all the time. Hey, go ahead, make your money. I I push women to make more money because I'm like, please do it. But the funny thing is, the women that be making the most money, they be getting the, they be getting the brokest niggas, and I'm like, dog. But I'm gonna tell you why <laughs> that they get the brokest niggas because they are a lot of times women that make a lot of money, they are very masculine or whatever. So you're not gonna get you're well. Right. For, for one thing, men, I'm not. I'm, I know I'm speaking for men, but I, I feel like I do know enough about this that a man does not want to compete when he gets home. And so, like, if you're already in your masculine as a woman and your man gets home, like, he's having to come home and to compete with you. And so, like, most men that's making money that's on that level or the level that they want, they don't want to come home to something like that. So that's why they end up with feminine men, basically, because they already got the masculine side. So, you know, just come on over here. So you call them broke niggas feminine men? (laughs) I'm not going to say that they're feminine. Don't worry, I'll call them. I'll call them. I call them that. Y'all niggas feminine men. Yeah, I mean, but if you're like, if you're broke, but you're on your way up, and broke, it also has its own definition as well. Facts. I feel like broke Facts. is just like it's different between being it's poor subjective. and being broke. It's exactly. Because I could, I could make fifty so, k a year, and somebody could make eighty k a year, and I'm leaving way comfortable making fifty k. Exactly, because you know they're spending exactly what they make. Mm-hmm. So you get a, you know, you get an increase or you get like a raise at work, and mm-hmm. then boom, your lifestyle it jumps up another notch or whatever. So mm-hmm. broke is definitely subjective. Yeah, that is a damn. I ain't thinking <laughs> it like that. Yeah, more the money, the woman that makes more money is because like normally in their work life they're the ones on top, like you know senior level or bosses at a business or whatever the case is. Exactly. Some, Even just sometimes, go ahead. No, I was gonna say a lot of those women. Sometimes when they come home, they don't even want to be the boss in the house, though. At least the women I've met that's in that status, they actually mm-hmm. want a man's man. But it's on niggas to be that man. Actually, that's why I be like, I'm putting the energy out there now. I'm hoping who I end up with making double what I make. Please. Yeah, I mean, I I hope you find that, but <laughs> I feel like that's. That's what it said. If but see, they only give you that that side of them if they feel like you You're that are guy. exactly. Yeah. And so I hear guys say all the time, like femininity is not a switch that you turn on and off. And so I had to learn that, um, you know, as my you know on my own, where you know I can't just be saying like, oh, I'm a feminine woman, but I only do it when a man is doing. Like, no, I'm gonna give every man that I deal with the benefit of the doubt. However, I have enough discernment in myself to know like. This he ain't what he's saying he's supposed to be, what he's doing, and I can let that go so I will never get played. Or, like, at this point in my life, I'm not getting played no more. But I give every man the benefit of the doubt. And, like, a lot of women, I think Carrie Hilson, she said something about this recently, went viral on social media, and she was like, when a woman feels safe, secure, then she can. And it's just like, no, like, if you're this woman, 
you're this woman 100 percent of the time you don't turn it on just because mm. this man is coming in and being like oh i'm gonna like take care of everything and i'm doing all this stuff like it just got to be in you yeah. so yeah i agree i have like very different views about this about what <laughs> about like relationships between like men and women that's very contrary to um i don't know if you watch like the kevin samuels and all this stuff whatever but i occasionally watch canvas i i've backed away from kevin samuels the past couple of months okay. not purposely it just like it just got redundant with the type of women that's calling and women be calling and yeah. expecting something different and i'm like yo the nigga's gonna like <laughs> they be i I'm convinced, like, I don't know how it is now, but, like, I want to say, like, four months ago, woman was calling, like, expecting to change his mind or expecting a different type of conversation. And I'm like, yo, you're doing this on yourself at this point. But go ahead. Yeah. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Oh, I was going to say what what he calls basically the modern woman. And so I am getting what, away. What is the moderate woman? What do you mean? The modern woman is basically just a woman that is, is the independent type Um that is saying like i don't need no man i don't want no man or not just because she don't want no man she says that she wants a man but she does not need a man um and she's making her own money and she does not go into the traditional roles of being a cooking and cleaning and all this other stuff like oh you you're grown you can cook you can clean and i said you know as a grown man or a grown woman you should know how to cook or clean but um they're just very career focused and not really family focus like our you know our grandmothers and some of our mothers were Mm -hmm. um so that's what the modern woman is basically okay and what is your view before you tell you your view on that i the only part of that modern woman part that i don't i get tired of is when a woman say i don't need a man you've never heard a man well i've never heard a man going around saying i don't need a woman and i would never in my life say something like that because i know it's like a love-hate relationship to me with women. It's like you can't live with them sometimes and you can't live without them most times. But that's just yeah. I was raised by yeah. women, <laughs> like, you know, by exes or whoever I'm with. Like, like they bring a plus in your life. It don't, it, it don't even have to be a woman that you're with. It could be like a family member or a female friend. They bring a certain plus in your life that I know I need. So when right. I, I used women, to be on that. <laughs> when I hear women like, "Oh, I don't need a man," I'm like, "Yo, whoever hurt you, please go go, go seek help." Because nine exactly. times out of ten, that's where that strive from. Mm-hmm. It's a coping mechanism, definitely from something that's happened in their past. Because I was like that myself, and I used mm-hmm. to be like, "Oh, I don't need a man. Oh, I want a man." But I'm like, at this point in my life, I definitely understand I need a man. I think one day it was just it's just little stuff as a woman that gets to you. Like I went, um, there was a nail in my tire. Uh, my mailbox had came off the thing, and my um, my the company that I leased from they like, oh, we don't take care of the mailbox. That's you know the tenant's responsibility. And I think one of my cabinet doors that came off the thing, and I'm just like, oh my god, I need a man in my life because this wow. is too much. Like <laughs> you, you don't want to deal with stuff women, like you that. You see what women want men for? Like, damn, if I had this nigga here, he would have did all this shit. I mean, not wow. just, just that us part for of tools. it. We're just straight tools. No, there. no, it's tools not and a like piece that. Of meat. It's not like that, but that's just the benefit of having like the man of the house there. Like, you know, as a woman, like, of course, you're taking care of him as well. Like, it's not just he fixing your mailbox and making sure like, you know, getting your tire replaced or whatever, getting it it plugged in. But it's just like, you know, you need that balance. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I also learned is that men, 
like they have like some like the most dangerous jobs and so even when they talk about that men or women get paid less than men but they debunked this myth like a, a several different times just saying like okay so most men they work more hours and then also men work a lot of more dangerous or more dangerous jobs and so of course men will definitely make more money and so and if you were a ceo of a company and you know you could pay a woman less why wouldn't you hire more women so it's just like the whole thing doesn't make sense yo i did not ever look at that side of it the ceo part that makes brilliant yeah sense. CEOs like why would i not just hire and a woman because i could pay her less money than this man that's doing the same job and it'd be mad ceos with like 10 women right under them Dog. Exactly. I've even heard, and I'm, <laughs> I well, I'm gonna say it's not my, um, it's not my thinking, but I've even heard another woman say that women aren't or should not be in management roles or management positions, and the reason why is because, um, so you have like two tracks of women like here. You got you got the women that will, you know, be really career focused, mm -hmm. don't want any children, or like the women that are trying to have it all. They want the family, they want the career and everything. But when you want everything, um, you know, and especially if you're in a management role, like your coworkers and your superiors, or whatever they say, oh, they understand. Oh, you just had a baby, you know, or but you know, children in like their first few years, they're very unpredictable. And so, if you're starting to take off work too much, or if you're slacking somewhere, like nobody cares about that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Even though you're a woman and they're like supposed to be like anti-discrimination, mm -hmm. they're still going to treat you a certain kind of way because you're having to take off more time off work or you're not on top of your game because you got the kids or whatever. So I can definitely see where as a woman, I don't want to be like in a management position where I can't, you know, or if I take off time from work to go go to my kids' soccer game or something, then, mm -hmm. you know, people are looking at me crazy or I'm missing work or I'm doing, you know, yeah. doing something that's going to, like, prevent me from getting my next promotion or things like that. So, I don't know how I got here, but... <laughs> no, 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 no. This, 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 this is fine. This type of runoff, we have, we have it all the time on here. And I agree. Okay, okay, cool. But I'm also that type of guy, like, I always told myself, like, whoever has, like, whoever I have kids with, it's my business to make sure they don't work for at least two years or if I could help it. Cause I know, I also noticed that some women, like I have cousins, female cousins that have kids. I noticed some of them, they don't like sitting in the house too much. Sometimes they're like, okay, I'm ready to go back out there. And then when they out there, they're like, damn, I went out too soon type shit. So like I right. try to make it comfortable where like to try and not have them work only because like, I know for sure the first like one, two years in the kid life is solely is mostly the mom. When it comes to the breastfeeding, like they're just certain things. As a father, you're not gonna get that connection to probably a little later, and I'm okay right. with that. But like, I agree with that 100 because I've noticed that even in my career path, like I'm an accountant in the daytime, so like I've noticed how, you know, yes, it's HR rules that you don't discriminate none of that shit, but corporate world don't give a fuck about none of that shit, man. Exactly. And, then, exactly. and then you could tell they don't give a fuck because women don't even get that much maternity leave time. Y'all get what, two months? Listen, that's why I'm not in the corporate world. <laughs> that's nasty. <laughs> that's like, exactly why, you know? My, like, I'm trying to leave the I'm trying to leave the corporate world for several reasons, speaking of. Like, while we're in this child thing, like, I was like, yo, I'm in the process of my life where, like, in five or ten years, I shouldn't be doing this no more. Of course, I'm doing it now because we all got fucking bills that we have yeah. to do. I have to also be realistic. <laughs> But like, of course. this whole, 
COVID made me realize a lot of that. Like this whole going to work shit. It's taking it's in the way of what I want to do. Like um, I've said this before on here, but like last year when COVID first hit, I was out of work for like seven months. I was furloughed. And those seven months was the best time of my adult life. Yes, I wasn't working and I didn't get unemployment till like three months later when I first got furloughed. But those were the best time of my life because I was able to get up, do what I want to do. Like I was I was I started I picked up kayaking last year and I didn't even know I like kayaking. That's amazing. As example. And, and you have no idea. I, I tell my other friend this all the time. It's just like, even just being an informed, good citizen, as they want you to be, like, you know, knowing who's on the ballot and who to vote for, mm-hmm. the average person just cannot put any time to, like, even looking at candidates or anything. It's because, like, life is so demanding. Like, mm-hmm. you got to work to pay bills. And mm-hmm. most people, if they miss a paycheck, then, you they're know, fun. their whole life is in a whirlwind. And so I know exactly what you mean um i mean i've been self-employed for two years now and sometimes things Congrats, will get slow man. that's my goal yeah, right some, here right it'll get slow sometimes yeah we'll talk exactly but yeah it'll get slow sometimes i'm like oh i want to get a job and i think about oh my god like my day is mine so oh, <laughs> it's worth it <laughs> I, I had that because i um I, I worked from home for a year but now I, I like literally recently went back to the office like last week so I'm fucking pissed. I'm close. Like n- this weekend, I'm gonna look for another job online. I'm dead ass. But um, <laughs> be, just because I realized, like, COVID made me realize, man, the average American. I, first of all, I hate the fact that growing up, you know, it's, they've always taught us, you know, go to school, get a good job, you work, you live your life. That shit is not living to me. That's one thing I've noticed. I've realized it's surviving. It's surviving. Like I'm not one of those guys. I don't live to pay bills. That's not living. And I'm a simple guy. So my expenses are cheap. My expenses are low. But it's not even about that. It's like, yo, that's not living to me. Like and then when you go to the average American, you go to work, you work, you know, seven, eight hours. If you know, on a good shift, some people work way more than that in a day. And then you got to commute to work. That's another hour, hour plus. That's at least 10, that's close to 10 of your hours gone of just work related. Mm-hmm. We only exactly. have 24 hours in a day. And this is kind of talking about somebody like me who doesn't have kids and is not like, doesn't have a family yet. So I could only imagine the people that have families because you live that, you, you leave that job and then now you got to entertain people at home. And me, I'm big on making time for myself. When the hell are you going to make time for yourself? You can't. There's people yeah. have side hustles. <laughs> so yeah. and then like, try I, to put that on top of that. On top of that, like I got side hustles now and I'm trying to like keep up with all this shit. But it's just like, yo, I commend single parents because I could barely take care of myself now and I'm almost 30. So shout out to y'all, man. That's anybody that's listening that's a single parent, shout out to y'all because I'm barely hanging on just mentally of like keeping <laughs> up with Yeah, like I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do this, I got to do that. It's just like too much. But anyways. It is. This these type of runoffs are important. I'm sure there's something to grab from any of this from 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 all of this. So I'm happy this have conversation is having. Um I wonder if yeah. I have any other BBL question. I think that was it. I actually wrote some of them down, but I I I asked you them earlier. Do you okay. have any questions or advice for anybody first of all how much did you get yours done 
that's a question I, I forgot to ask. Oh, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, so mine was, uh, I think it, the quote was like 10,500 exactly. Um, I'm in Atlanta, and so um, it was definitely going to be more expensive here, but I felt like by the time I would have traveled to Miami, mm-hmm. paid for a recovery home or whatever, and the, the aftercare part, we ain't even talking about aftercare. <laughs> that's Wait, when it starts getting... The BBL alone, it'd be like 10,000? Or what you got done was about 10,000? Yeah, I've seen some some as low as like thirty five hundred. I I wouldn't trust it thirty five hundred. Um, but I mean, I've seen some. I think moderate is like seven thousand. And I think if you look, because there's like a whole website online or whatever. I think it's realself dot com. But you can see like the industry average to see if like you're getting um you know getting a good deal or whatnot. So I think I've seen anywhere from like five thousand to like twenty thousand. And of course the more popular your doctor is, he's gonna charge more money. Like um I think it's Dr. Miami. I don't know what he starts at. I don't even want to know what he starts at. I don't even tell niggas to recommend that. That nigga too commercial now. The world Yeah so if you want to go down to Miami or somebody that's really known, um, then you're going to be paying a lot of money. So I, I basically did a Google search um, on my doctor. I read the reviews. I had a consultation. I felt comfortable. And my doctor, he was black, uh, black guy from New Orleans, um, actually. Um, he had great reviews or whatever. And, you know, I felt comfortable when I you know, had my virtual interview with the staff and I went into the office. I felt good. Um, and he did a great job. I lo- love my results, actually. So. It just depends on where you go, but definitely people that are like, I see girls in the Facebook groups are like, they're in Ohio or they're like in a small town, wherever you're at, most of the time it's going to be way more expensive than if you were to go to, um, you know, Miami or if you were to go to, uh, what's the other, I think Columbia or like, um, the Dominican are. Republic. Yeah. 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 I would, I would also, I mean, I'm not in that world. You tell me if I'm wrong only because I am an immigrant, I would recommend people to do it in the U S only because you just don't know how shysty, especially the DR is or any other place. Because at least here, there's some rules and regulations. Other countries, oh, there, yeah. there may not be no rules and regulations. You might not come out of that bitch alive. Just, it's, and that's it's, a big thing you just brought up. So um, I think well, it's a little bit better now, but BBL was supposed to, was, we used to be like one of the highest death rate, like plastic surgery procedures that you can get. Uh-huh. Um, and they found out the way that they were injecting the um, the fat back inside the body. And so um, what will happen is if you inject the fat underneath the muscle in the butt, um, it can cause a pulmonary um, embolism. And medically, <laughs> I understand kind of what that means. But basically, you can just die if you have one of those. That's basically <laughs> fat getting into your bloodstream, and then you just die or whatever. And so in the U.S., they pretty much said, okay, well, you can do it, but you have to put the fat on top of the muscle. The bad thing is, or I guess the trade-off, is that the fat being injected underneath the muscle it stays there a little bit longer because when you get a BBL, some of the fat is going to die that goes inside the butt. Like all of it is not going to live. So that's why you get like the super swole butt after the surgery. But then a few weeks later when you're healing, it starts to go down because some of the fat did not live or whatever. So when it goes underneath the muscle, the fat is living longer, but you also have a chance of dying from a pulmonary embolism versus in the U.S. where you cannot put the fat under the muscle. You have to put it on top. (laughs) You know, you may not have the result the, the result that you just love the most but at the same time like it's a safer surgery so wow. that is a part i want to point out yeah that's, that's <laughs> very important I, I don't know why i missed that question earlier that is important so 
what um first off when you meet a guy do you tell him you got a bbl would you tell him or do you plan on telling people or does that matter to you um in the beginning i've had to because i am getting back out and like i'm dating again but mm-hmm. if i end up like not talking to any of these guys in the future unless it just comes out i don't really feel like i would have a need to like tell them that i got and i'm not hiding it it just it would just have to come up in conversation like but i'm not ashamed of it either so okay. that's another thing that's cool all right um before we end here one last thing of um what what advice would you give somebody that's thinking about it planning on getting it or just in a skeptic of it um i would say well i have a few things i want to say for the people that's online and you heard your cousin or somebody that you know to know somebody else that got one please stop spreading whatever information you got unless you are actually going online or whatever you're doing to research yourself um so that's what another thing i hate i'm on twitter and i see it all the time because this term bbl is so popular and so you just see people just spitting out bad information about it and like i could any surgery is dangerous i'm going to go ahead and just say it off top um but at the same time bitch you're also spreading misinformation um which isn't cool at all so i would just say just just stop unless you're doing it yourself and you're researching you have no idea what you're talking about got it from there um the people that are thinking about getting it um i know there's a lot of talk about the 19 year olds 20 year olds that's want to get the surgery um i can't say don't get it because you're too young if you're shaped like a box you're shaped like a box like no amount of working out you may like a better box or you may be a slimmer <laughs> box um but and i'm not even trying to joke to be honest i really no, not no, i get it i get it i just i laugh because i i know somebody like that and that's why i bust out laughing like that but go ahead yeah so if like you're shaped like a box and you know you're shaped like a box like you can get in the gym and it's probably possible that you can look like i said like a better box but it's not gonna really change it so um but if you're just if you have like a decent shape but you're not just a thick girl or whatever um i would say wait um i feel like me waiting to do this i was 29 years old that you know was perfect for me also i didn't have the money when i was younger um but i do understand like the generation or i guess that's generation uh z you guys were smarter than us x and y generation people um so you guys are making money or whatever so it's no problem for you guys um but i will just say you know just do your research uh make sure you're going to like a good doctor it's not something like you're looking for the best deal you're looking for like the best doctor and you don't have to go for like the doctor miami's or whoever else is famous for um that direction so i guess that's my two things people that don't know anything they're talking about not thinking about getting one stop spreading lies and then people that do want to get one just get just do your research okay okay cool cool all right well before we end it here let the people know where you could they could find you and plug in your youtube channel as well if somebody that's listening here that want to i guess personally ask you some questions so they could do something. yeah so the best place online to find me is on twitter which is um my twitter handle is i am carmen k and carmen is spelled with the k and the k at the end um uh, my I website also, i also add that on the description but go ahead okay cool cool and then of course my website carmenk.com i haven't really been that active on like youtube um but right now i don't even know what i'm gonna post next but twitter is definitely the best place to just talk to me um ask whatever you want okay Cool. Well, thank you very much. This has been very informative for me. I've yes. learned a few things myself. <laughs> and um, I'm hoping we could do this again, man. Hopefully this isn't the last time. Next time we'll talk more tech. Let's BBL. 
cool. We had a good mixture of both. Yeah. I feel like. We- yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, thank you once again for having us on. For having for having us on. What's wrong with me? Thank you for coming <laughs> on. And uh, all right, guys. Till next time. All right. Let me. All right. I stopped.